Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. If you're at all like me, I know you love to visit quilt shops. I mean, there are shop hops, there are tours meant just for visiting shops, and sometimes we'll find quilt shops in the most hidden little places. And one such wonderful quilt shop in the foothills of California is Bunny Rose, and it's actually in Groveland, which is a gateway to Yosemite. I stumbled on this store about five years ago, and miraculously, it was right after it's opened its doors. And I've become really good friends with the owner, Bunny Henningsen, and we're sitting here together talking about quilt shops. And And one of the things that I think um, is a misnomer is people think, oh, I love to quilt. I want to open a quilt shop. Then I can quilt all the time. Now, you say that to any owner, and they'll burst out laughing, so I thought it would be fun to talk to Bunny about owning a quilt shop, the challenges, the good parts, and what's going on with her. So, welcome, Bunny. Thanks, Alex. It's nice to be here. Now, Bunny, we have known each other for, what, about five years? Yes. And I've seen your store move. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay, why did you open a quilt shop? I opened a quilt shop. <laughs> I opened a quilt shop because I thought it would be neat to have all this different fabric that it was at my beck and call and I was going to sit in the front room and I was going to sew all day and I lived in a nice little town so I thought this would be something nice and quiet and easy going to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was right. five years ago. <laughs> well, this is a nice little town. It's Groveland, California. Population? About 1,500. And how many people go through on an annual basis to hit Yosemite? Oh, I, I couldn't even begin. You probably know that number better than I do, but, I mean, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And how many, I don't know this, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but how many holes are there going into Yosemite highways? Um, well, on the California side, there's three. Okay. And one of those highways is actually closed right now. So there's two highways that go into Yosemite on the California side. Okay. And now would be fall of 06. So who knows when it's going to open. Right. That's because of the rains last year, right? Right. And this is on 120. Yes. Groveland is on 120. And you are situated right behind? The Iron Door Bar, it is the oldest continuously operating bar in the state of California. Now, that's something to be said. <laughs> but, it is. It's but kind it, of funny, but everybody knows where the Iron Door Bar is. Well, the thing is, you go in there, there's dollar bills all over the ceiling. And it's like oh, you throw, yeah. the place is crazy. Oh, but yeah. that we're not here to talk about bars, okay? Yes. No. <laughs> that's where we send the husbands. <laughs> oh, right, right. Go there. Now, okay, <laughs> on to another subject. Okay, what do you love about owning a quilt shop? Boy, I love fabric. I mean, to me, fabric is is as much like a painting as, as any art could be. And so I really enjoy looking at all of the textures and all of the patterns. Um, so that's one big thing. I've been a fabricaholic for a long time. The other thing is, is I really enjoy helping people make their quilts. They come in, they've got fabric that's 20 years old, 
and they really want to finish this quilt and they don't have any idea how to do it. And I just feel like a miracle worker sometimes. <laughs> Dr. Bunny. Yeah. I, I just, you, you feel like a miracle worker when you can come in and you start putting all these fabrics down and then you put one down and their eyes bright up and you mm-hmm. know that I've done it. Well, see, that's how I feel about teaching. It's when you kind of turn on the light switch and the bulb comes on. That's exactly it. Now, you have a little shop, but your fabric is wonderful. You do have a really good selection. Well, I call myself kind of a schizophrenic fabric purchaser <laughs> because I don't stick with any one style. I, I love everything. But even like your um, tone-on-tones or whatever, your supporting players, they're, it's good fabric. It's very good fabric. Well, I enjoy picking it out. What's really funny is that when... All of a sudden, I'll notice I have this incredible amount of orange. Mm -hmm. And I'll think, what is going on in my brain? But for some reason, orange, every rep that came in and showed me orange fabric, I bought. So I have a whole section of orange. Okay, now, like when you go, this is something that just makes me shudder. But when you do go to market, Mm -hmm. how do you even know where to start? Because there's probably only a million different possibilities there. You know, I it's like you kind of put blinders on and you look at the fabrics and you have to go quick. And I basically go by what I know my customers will buy and what I like. Mm-hmm. And it may be, I mean, you're just laying those fabric samples down. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then you go through the yeses. And then I, I try to look at it kind of at a kaleidoscope view mm-hmm. and look at everything out of the corner of my eye and then I pick how many of those fabrics that I think will look good in a quilt. Do you ever leave market and like freak out? Oh yeah. <laughs> With what stomach aches. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. What did I do? And, and then the employees, when all this stuff comes, they're like, what did you do? Where are we going to put all this stuff? But Well, you've got fabric everywhere in that store. Yes, I do. I've been called the cram queen. <laughs> no, as far as employees go, it's a really small store. How do you balance, you know, this whole lifestyle so that you do have time to yourself versus having employees that you can count on and things like that? Well, I've learned in a small town, um, basically Sundays are dead. Mm-hmm. There's nobody around. Even the tourists, you'd think, oh, they're going to stop in the store on the way out of town, but they don't. So I closed on Sundays. Um, and then I... I just felt like a lot of other quilt stores still sold or closed on Mondays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I close on Sundays and Mondays, and those are my days. Mm-hmm. I do not go into the store. I don't think about the store. Are you kidding? I mean, really? I don't. When I walk out that door, the store doesn't exist anymore to me. I think that that's kind of miraculous, isn't it? I it, I really feel like it is, but it's, it's really a way of coping with, I mean, because you're going to have good times and bad times, and if you can't walk out the door... I mean, I have kids. I have a family. Yeah, yeah. And I like to be able to walk in this door and not stress over what's going on at the shop. Well, speaking of stressing, what are some challenges? Oh, spending too much money. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's our problem, too. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know, you'll think, oh, I've got this big shop hop coming up. And so you'll buy extra fabric, you know, thinking that, it, you know, everything's going to be great. And then for some reason, you know, gas prices, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the event doesn't do as well as you thought. And then now you got bills. And then what about keeping the store fresh looking? That's that's really, I have found that if a lot of times all you really have to do is move your fabric around. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I can have fabric that's been in there for quite a while, and I'll just move it around to different bookshelves, and people come in and go, oh, is this new? 
Yes, yes. of course it's <laughs> just new. for you. It yes, has your name it on it. It just came in. But you have to keep moving things around. You cannot just have it be stagnant. I mean, I just totally remodeled my whole store. I moved everything from the front to the back and the back to the side and you know, people come in and they feel like they're in a new place. Well, they do that at the local quilt shop where I live, too. I mean, it's all about the set and it's all about new inspirations and new combinations, too. Well, and the other thing is that you've got so much fabric in there that it is such a sensory overload Mm -hmm. that there's no way, even people who come into the store on a regular basis are going to see everything. That you just can't. You can't because no. you look for what you're working on right then. Yeah. Now you help start a little guild up here. Mm-hmm. How many people are in the guild now? Right now, there's a little over seventy people. And that's pretty amazing because how big is this town? This town is small. It's fifteen about fifteen hundred people. Yeah. So I was really amazed. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And I think it's really important that the guild supports the local quilt shop. I'm sure you agree with that. I, I absolutely. Absolutely. But they're all really neat people, and I see them pretty much on a regular basis. But um, without them, you know, it makes it so much harder to make a living. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the thing, and I say that quickly, but I don't mean it quickly. What really makes me sad, and now I can say this stronger than you, is that there will be quilt shops in an area, and people do not support that quilt shop because they can go to a large chain and get stuff for less, and then everyone's going wah, wah, wah when the quilt shop closes. And the quilt shop is the heartbeat of our industry. Right. Well, and it is run by an individual supporting an individual family. Right. You go to a big corporation, they're just a corporation. They're just numbers. And it's hard to compete with them. But on the other hand, you're not going to get the service. You're not going to get the, the hand-holding mm-hmm. that a, you know an individual store is going to do. And we still have sale fabric. I have fabric in my store that's $4 a yard that is excellent quality fabric. There's no reason. Now, now someone's going to hold you to that 25 years from now. <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. I have a whole section in the back of my store of, of first-rate fabric. It's been in the store too long. I mark it down and... You know, why go to Walmart? Well, you know what? That's another thing, too, is when you're doing a back of a quilt, come look at that section. And then it helps you move it to get new stuff in there. Absolutely, Bunny, it's been so much fun watching you grow with this store. I mean, (laughs) watching you build your log cabin and all that good stuff. Um, What has been the biggest surprise for you? Wow. I guess pulling... Seeing me rise to the challenges, not give up, um, really make the effort to accomplish whatever I need to accomplish, regardless of what's going on around. So in other words, the glass is not half empty, it's half full. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And that was something I really had to get past. The first few years, my glass was not even half empty. I mean, it was, I'm like, what am I doing here? But... It just seems like I've totally turned my whole perspective around, and it's like, I'm going to make this. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. Mm-hmm. And when I first opened the store, it was a hobby. It was fun. Husband paid all the home bills. I could play. Well, Such is not the case now. No, not as, it's not the case. Now this store has to support me, and so I have to rise to the challenge. And, and, and no crying and no complaining and no 
blaming anybody. It's, okay, get on the stick and figure out what you need to do to get, get this store to work. Now, here's the other thing is a lot of new quilt stores are opening, and I think people are doing it possibly for the wrong reasons. Um, I would say, number one, if you're thinking about opening a quilt store, count how many are in the area. Wouldn't absolutely, you say? Absolutely. You know, and it's and it is a business. And what's your population in that area? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yet I look at Jean Wells up at Sisters and she's made it work there too. However, it's not just for fun and games. And I wonder now mm-hmm. if a bank would make you do a business plan and all that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I, if I wanted to go to a bank and get a loan, I mean, it's business as usual. Yeah. And yeah. I, thankfully, I haven't had to do that. I've used all my own money, but... That money disappears kind of quick. <laughs> Especially when you see all that fabric at market. You're like, oh my God. Where did it go? Yes. Okay, now you are on one of the gateways of Yosemite. And I walked into your store and I saw the most incredible quilt. And it's a pattern by who? It's a pattern by Story Quilts. Uh-huh. And it's an embarrassing story. They called me up one day. Actually, a magazine did an article on me. And they saw it, and they saw that I was so close to Yosemite, and they called me on the phone, and they said, Do you know that we have a pattern of Yosemite Falls? And I felt really stupid, and it's like, <laughs> yes, I know you do. Did you know? Or you? I knew. Oh, yeah, I oh, did. Buddy. It was total procrastination. Uh-huh. I mean, I looked at it, and I went... Oh man, there's so many fabrics in there, and I'm gonna have to get somebody to make it because I never have time to sew. But I finally did it, and I can't keep the patterns in the store. I can't keep the kits in the store. We've made a couple of different versions of the quilt. Um, it's gorgeous. Well, it is gorgeous, and um, I'm gonna do a plug for you here, okay? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is beautiful, and I have a picture of it on my site, alexandersonquilts.com. And Bunny has put together a kit that's under $100 that includes the pattern and the fabric. Yes. Oh, I mean, it is, we're looking at it right now. It's gorgeous. Is it hard? No, it's all fusible interfacing. I mean, basically, I call it cut and paste with an iron. I mean, if you can trace and iron, you know, fuse it on with the back Mm -hmm. and cut it all out, uh, lay it all down. Um, the hardest part is picking out the fabrics because I've seen a couple of other people do this quilt and you really need to show all of the individual areas in the quilt. Um, well, your fabric choice is exquisite. I, you know, I can't tell you how long it took me to do that. Really? I cannot. I mean, I, I procrastinated. I, I did half of it and then I... You know, it took me a long time. And, uh, okay, so can people order it on your website or do they need yeah. to call you? No, I've or got, both? I, it's going to be on the website within a week. Okay. The kit, the kit and you'll be able to see the quilt. Well, then Although, I can tell everybody by the time this airs, it's on your website. Yes. Which is? BunnyRose.com. Okay, and I'll put a link from mine to yours. Okay. And then what's the phone number of the store? Because will you do it over the phone? Oh, yeah. Okay, what's it's your phone number? 209 962 5702. Okay, and I'll put that on my website too. Well, you know, this is, like I said, it's been fun watching you grow this store for five years, and it's going to be fun to see where it takes you. Um, is there any sort of training that you went to, or was it just all by the seat of your pants? I totally worked without a net. <laughs> and, and I've had friends that told me they were amazed, but I will say that. Um, 
I talk to other quilt shops, quilt shop owners. I look at publications that deal with quilt shops. I am constantly searching for information because every quilt shop is really unique in the way it it functions, but there are some basics there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm constantly on the look for trade magazines and anything that uh, gives me more ideas on how to do it right. And, and the bottom line is do your homework. Absolutely. Oh, I can't even begin to tell. I mean, if you want to open a quilt store, there's so much more to it than just, gee, buying a bunch of fabric and putting a cutting table up and... And sitting in the front and stitching away for the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. I, I, I thought, oh, it's going to be winter and there'll be snow outside. It'll be quiet. I'll just sit here and sew. And then the paperwork and the phone rings and... You know, I don't see you as a paperwork person either. I hate, I hate doing paperwork. It's piled up so bad right now. I hired an accountant for most of it, but um, no, I'm not a paperwork person. I'm not either. I, I can I can smell you a mile away on I that one. You have to you know? do it, though. You have to do it. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and uh, talking to us about it. And I, you know, I don't think I'm going to open a quilt shop. No. <laughs> You know what? There's too many other really neat quilt shops around there that you can go visit. Right. And we're all different. And 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 uh, maybe sometime I'll be at your store when someone pops in. You never know because be I'm there. Yeah. So until we meet, Bunny, thank you so much. Thanks, Alex. We quilters do get around. Happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.